0: Hello and welcome to the Seeking Health podcast with Josiah Meyer. Seek health, find God, and ministries will find you. And today I'm joined by my very favorite person in the whole world, Ann Jessica.
1: Hi.
0: And we're going to talk about one of my least favorite subjects, which is ATI.
1: ATI.
0: So, and Jessica, what is ATI.
1: Well, a little bit of background on ATI. Um, ATI is by Bill Gothard, some of you might have heard of him. He's pretty popular in the 80s, I think he's in the 70s. I think that's um, been right. And recently when there was allegations against him, a lot of women coming forward with sexual abuse stories. Um, so he was a,
0: an author and did homeschooling materials?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so he started the Basic Life Principles Seminars. And then there was the advanced seminar and anger seminar and pastor seminar and all these seminars. Um, they
0: just went from basic to advanced, hey? There's yeah. no in-between?
1: No, no in-between. <laughs> There's
0: no like, middle-of-the-road Christian, hey? No. Okay, interesting.
1: You're all in or all out. <laughs> <laughs> it's all or nothing. Yeah. Black and white. <laughs> um, so he taught people principles. Principles for a good Christian life. Um that's what, what the seminar is about. That sounds about. like a good idea. Principles. Yeah, it sounds all good. He uses a ton of verses. He doesn't go through them, he doesn't look at the context, but he throws them at you with his principles so you don't actually even have time to look it through and you get bombarded with it. Um, a whole week long seminar. Uh, it really, it all sounds so good. It promises you that if you follow the principles, You'll have a good life you'll raise good kids your kids will follow the lord and it'll fix all your problems hmm. and then they op- started a another branch which is the homeschooling <laughs> branch so you could homeschool with them and homeschooling with with ati um, looks like you have a booklet you go through every month and all your subjects go from the bible verse from that booklet for the month so you go each booklet is like a verse from Wait, the one, Sermon on the Mount one verse does one a whole one verse you do Greek you do history you do language you do science you do math everything is based on that verse you go through every day you also read the Psalm of the Day so like let's say like
0: but hold on I'm stuck on this <laughs> so part of exegetical teaching is that One verse shouldn't be able to say just anything in the world. It should have, like, one meaning. Like, God so loved the world means one thing, right? It doesn't mean, like... How would you get a whole week's worth of material out of...
1: It's not a week, it's a month.
0: A month out of one verse? Yes. Okay, sorry to interrupt. I'm just curious.
1: (laughs) So you use this verse, Mm -hmm. and every day you have family devotions. So let's say today is the fourth of the month, then you will read Psalm 4, Psalm 34, Psalm 64, like you skip through 30 days Okay. in between. So you read all those Psalms that day as a family. So like Psalm 4, 34, 64, 94, 124, um, until you're out of the Psalms. <laughs> so every month...
0: So you read month, four, four Psalms a day?
1: Well, however many there is till the end, like th- skipping 30 in between. Okay. And the whole and then you read the proverbs of the day, so you'd read Proverbs four if today's the fourth. And the whole time that you're reading, you're you have the verse of the month in mind and you look for a verse you're reading with a bias. <laughs> you mm-hmm. look for a verse. you look for whatever in those Psalms and Proverb will match to that verse of the month.
0: So where This is hurting me. And this is where we find grandmas. Where's this verse verse coming from? Like, this is from the New Testament or Old Testament? It's the
1: Sermon on the Mount.
0: Sermon on the Mount, okay. Yeah, the three chapters
1: Matthew 5, 6, 7.
0: One verse out of, probably out of context, but we're just grabbing this verse. (laughs) Whatever. And then we're making it teach Latin and. And math for the whole month, and History then we're making and
1: science and four
0: chapters of the Psalms relate back to this verse, and one chapter of Proverbs per day.
1: Well, you read through those chapters okay. with that verse in mind, looking for remas from God. Remas are like, what is God telling you in relation to this verse of the month okay. through these chapters. To reinforce the
0: whole idea of whatever that verse is. So telling. it's kind of like asking God to speak to you personally, but first of all, telling Him what to tell you.
1: Absolutely, never thought of it like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes, you're not. It's reading, kind of like when you tell you're your not...
0: kids, like, um, "I hope that you find a really good place to put that piece of garbage." In this- <laughs> a garbage can next to them and they're like think long and hard about where to put that candy wrapper and there is supposed to be free will but really there is one yes th- there is a very guided
1: yes so like instead of reading the bible being like I wonder what God's trying to say through this passage you're looking through and I, I wonder how this relates back to this verse mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting I think I process out loud so it's kind of interesting like those three chapters, Matthew 5, 6, 7, the Sermon on the Mount, also is mandatory to be memorized by any student to be considered as having graduated high school. So, like, I never graduated high school officially through ATI. I do have my high school diploma from the public school, but, you know, that's kind of taboo. Nobody was supposed to know that. What matters is if you graduated from my D.I., which is like filling out these whole books called like the book of knowledge, the book of, uh, I don't even remember what the other ones are. There was three big booklets and then you make all these convictions and all these promises based on the Bible. But
0: but promises are forbidden in the Sermon on the Mount.
1: Well, yeah, but the convictions, personal convictions, like I will never dance
0: that's evil. oh they use the word conviction not promises
1: <sighs> conviction is huge in ATI okay. personal convictions is basically a promise
0: so I want to back up to Ramos for a second because <laughs> I'm just curious like when could God ever tell you like give you that nudging the Holy Spirit that like maybe some of this teaching is not correct because if they're kind of spoon-feeding you you know what I mean does that does that not make sense
1: yeah, but you'd never think that way. You'd never think that way. <laughs> yeah. before, a parent, before parents can even start homeschooling with ATI, mm-hmm. they have to attend the week-long basic seminar. They have to attend the advanced seminar. They have to attend the training seminar for homeschooling, parents that want to start homeschooling with ATI. So you've been like ha- forest-fed all these quote-unquote truths believe and you're buying into it
0: so you don't just buy the curriculum and oh no and
1: And if you want to join you have this whole form to fill out and you have your whole history to give and all these questions to fill out and if you have kids that are like teenagers they all have to write and and say that they approve to join ati because everybody has to be on board and you have so to So is this a home school curriculum or is
0: this like an organization like why are you joining like you don't adjoin, you don't join a becca math or something
1: yeah Beckham bob john it's a curriculum but ati they would say it's a curriculum but then you look at their application and i actually looked at it recently i was curious like you have to send personal pictures of each of your kids what? if they're over a certain age you Plus the personal letter. Yeah, that's not OK. No, but when you're in it. The brainwashing has already started. <laughs> and like the further you get into the wisdom booklet, the more weird the teaching begins. So if you just like was a random person and so open booklets are the things you, you
0: read every day. Yeah.
1: So. But by the time you get to some of those really weird teachings, you've had so much piled on you that you're kinda used to it and you don't see through it. And you're not supposed to share these things with others who aren't part of the group. So how do you get feedback? Like
0: You're not supposed to share with others? That's so weird. Well usually people are like, share my material and like tweeting it out and like all publicity is good publicity.
1: Yeah. And then they would like have these email subscriptions that you could be part of to like get these personal devotional sent to you every day by Bill Gothard you know who's the head honcho (laughs) guy so you're just bombarded with information from one perspective from people in that organization so your whole day is focused around what they teach Mm -hmm. you have no time to process it so like you can say I'm not going to start worshipping Bill Gothard and his teaching but he's got good biblical teaching so we'll join Mm -hmm. but pretty soon You follow everything that he says, and you agree with everything because you're just completely submerged in this way of thinking. And you don't realize that it's a cult. People don't want to call it a cult. I guess we get people pushing back when I talk about it, like it's not a cult. It's a very conservative Christianity, but it's not a cult. It is a cult. You're not supposed to send your kids to public school. That's secret. You can't, your dad is the head of the home and the umbrella over everybody else. Your daughters can't leave the home. The wife has to work at home. Even in part of the application was that, does the wife work outside the home? And if she does, how are this. you gonna do this? and And do you get, anybody else that comes and lives in your home like they'll ask you this in the application like it it just kind of gives you a glimpse into how they are when the application asks you if anyone else outside your family will come live in your home Mm -hmm. and if you have TV in your home and how much you listen to it and very strongly encourage you to get rid of it and like it it really secludes you and just puts you in this little cocoon that the only input you're getting is from them Mm -hmm. how is that not a cult?
0: Well, I wonder if some people that push back would say, because there's, people mean different things when they say cult, like sometimes people might mean it's heretical, meaning it doesn't agree with basic Christian teaching. Right. And I think, I think he agrees, you know, God is Trinity and like the Bible is God's word and kind of those basic things that people would believe. But when you say cult, what you're meaning is, it's like, it's an unreasonable amount of control.
1: I think like I think of cult as like you're putting walls around the people like you're mm-hmm. limiting their outside experience you're limiting their outside thinking, so you sort of end up being taught and teaching your kids in there that only us in here are good and true christians and we have our personal convictions that bring us to be better Christians, better than others. Mm-hmm. We'll start our own home churches there's no, because there's no average Christian. There's no average Christian. You know, if you're lukewarm, may as well be spit out of the mouth. God, right. you know, like it, it. So you judge others mm-hmm. because I have a personal conviction not to drink any alcohol. So I'm better than you because you drink uh, an ounce every night. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it's just. We add on all these rules to God's word. Like you have the basic of God's word and interpretation, but Bill Gothard and his crew have made all the interpretations for you. Mm -hmm. And if you're gonna be good Christian, closer to God, which is what Christians want. Mm -hmm, For sure. So it comes from an honest place, but It just goes down the rabbit hole, (laughs) like just adding on a ton of men's interpretation and rules to it.
0: So, what are, like, what would that look like to somebody that's completely not familiar with that? What does an ATI bunch of rules look like?
1: Um, So, no TV, uh, you read Christian stuff, for music, nothing with a beat that is evil. Uh, so classical music, hymns, those are pretty much what you listen to. Um, big families, because you trust God for how many kids you'll have in your family. No birth control. so. No birth control. No, I mean like Jonathan Edwards, you know? The like really well-known back-in-the-day preacher, and he was number 18 or 19 in his family. So if his parents had used birth control, he never would have been, and our world would not be the same. So anyway... Like, can you space
0: them out or like done when you're like, you know, when it's not healthy or safe anymore?
1: That's not what they would teach. And there's, when you go to their yearly gatherings, they would have this whole choir of kids in the front, hundreds of kids that were reversal babies. They would hold them up as prestige um and then also how you dress they very much were for women wear dresses so um when I left the ATI I could spot people so far (laughs) I could spot people and be like I bet they're an ATI just how they dress and their hairstyle and the makeup and it, it there's just a certain look to it that is held above others that is appraised if you go to any of their uh, student things um, events or groups um, y- like as a woman you had to wear a navy skirt and white shirt that's just how it is. Like is you're not allowed to wear pants ever um, so
0: why aren't you allowed to wear pants?
1: well that's against the bible you know in, gen- in the old testament I think Deuteronomy it talks about women should not wear men's clothing
0: so can't wear women's
1: pants that's men's clothing So you have culottes that are like super, super baggy pants that you can wear if you're doing sports.
0: Hmm.
1: (laughs) And they are... I don't know. If you're wearing culottes thinking that it's going to keep you modest in sports, you are so wrong! (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: something, honestly, that that confused me for a very long time (laughs) because I also had a different conservative background and the women or the girls in our private school had to wear dresses for sports and it seems like pants would have been more modest oh yes sled.
1: definitely <laughs> if you wear a skirt it cannot have a slit because a slit will draw up the eye from the man up your thigh and cause him to sin so sometimes uh, how, do, how does somebody
0: cause somebody to sin
1: well it's always the woman's fault don't you know <laughs> so
0: in James it says something about We sin when we are led aside by our own lustful desires, and our desires give birth to sin. There's nothing about other people causing us,
1: anyways. Whatever. That's a technicality. I remember seeing girls walking like little penguins (laughs) on the sidewalk because they had their skirts were not the full skirts that that the really good girls would wear. Okay. They had these skirts that they were like they would have the slits all sewn up <laughs> to the bottom <laughs> so they could use those but they could barely walk they looked like penguins and you just knew that they were like not the really good students okay because like they would have re- good skirts otherwise
0: like so obviously they so did. is there like a hierarchy of
1: it's like, unspoken
0: <laughs> like a hierarchy of modesty um prestige or something it must be (laughs) or like cape dresses at the top (laughs) no (laughs) no cape dresses wasn't part of this
1: makeup is encouraged because um that's surprising actually i know it is because a lot of cult kind of just go back to nature but like It's encouraged because it brings the attention to your eyes, to your countenance. That was used a lot, the word countenance. You want people to look at your joyful countenance. So makeup enhances your countenance. And it just brings people to look at your eyes. You know, you don't want people to look at your body. Mm -hmm. You look at people in the eyes. So as a woman, you want to have good hair, good countenance. So yes, makeup.
0: So what was required of men for dress?
1: Well, Is I'm something? not a man, so I don't know, you know. Um, at events, though, they had to wear like khaki pants okay for their white shirt. Um, I don't think they were allowed to wear shorts
0: hmm.
1: and they definitely i mean I don't know this for a fact, but they definitely. but I'm quite positive they would not have been allowed to take their shirts off. Yeah. <laughs> Um, girls and guys could not interact really when I spent two months at the girls training school you went to a girls training school yes in Texas what so- happened <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> um, I still don't smoke but I did learn how <laughs> learn how to make a tapestry vest but you know got rid of that a, a long time ago a vest made out of tapestry fabric why would Oh, I remember Well, that's remember nice these. and stiff. <laughs> it will hide all your form, all your shape. And we all had to wear them for graduation. Right. <laughs> smocked a baby hat, of course, because that's the yeah. woman's role, is <laughs> to have all the babies.
0: It seems like there's a lot of, like, hiding the body. Yes. That's...
1: Yeah. Well, you can't cause men to lust and to stumble. It's our responsibility as... Yes. As their sisters in Christ to protect them. Was that actually taught?
0: It's your responsibility to
1: cause them not to stumble? It was taught, but I don't know, like, I don't remember how. Like, was it taught Mm -hmm. verbally or just uh, hidden through all the teaching?
0: Well, you're not the first person from ATI I've heard to say it. it. Yeah. Somehow the message came across. For sure, came across. But what that speaks to me is boundaries. Like, you know, that's that's my business. Where my eyes go, that's not your business.
1: Yeah. Well, for sure, I agree mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. <laughs> now. now. Yeah. Um. It just ends up making you feel very frumpy as a woman or always aware like how am I bending down how's this shirt fitting is it showing any part of my back if I twist this way or that way or bend or mm-hmm. is it showing too much cleavage which you know some people have bigger chests and clothes are did you say the word chest yes I said the word chest on your Just podcast give me a second. I mean go. I chose chest over breast, so
0: <laughs> like I prefer boobs personally for this podcast <laughs>
1: better word (laughs) trying to be modest yeah (laughs) i'm
0: gonna stumble here
1: Uh, (laughs) you might have
0: joggers listening to this and they're gonna stumble (laughs) sorry folks (laughs) so like well something i've talked about in the podcast is just like losing weight and like getting in touch with my body like Learning to love my body. For some reason, I got the message that my body's evil. And, like, that was part of my weight gaining was, like, why should I care what my body looks like, you know? And it's, like, if I look good, if I care about looking good, I'm kind of vain. But just, like, I've kind of gotten in touch with, like, my body's good. God made my body. I love my body. My body's part of myself. Like
1: That is very proudful of you. (laughs) Like,
0: I can just imagine... This must be so much harder for a woman with all of that pressure. Like, especially in the teenage years, like, it's already kind of awkward, right? Like, I don't think anybody has, like... Teenage years are awkward for everybody, right?
1: (laughs) But then you add all these rules that you have to figure out. and, And the pressure. And the pressure. And then, in general, it seems like talking to friends in ATI now looking back years later i mean i'm in late 30s now um that sexuality also wasn't really taught it's not something you talked about because it was reserved for marriage so do not even go there don't even have a crush you know like you have to be not only pure physically you have to be pure emotionally like um so you don't want to open up that kind of worms in your kids ahead of time so you don't talk about sexuality but That's your body right. is changing <laughs> Like, you don't want to give them ideas, so right. you don't even go there. You keep them innocent. Mm-hmm. But your body is changing and becoming an adult, and how do you deal with that when you don't even understand what's going on in your body? Yeah. And then you're given so little information about it that you just feel embarrassed, and you just want to hide it because mm-hmm. um, you don't know what's going on. You don't yeah. even know what it's called. You don't even right. know what the body parts are called. Like, you... Yeah.
0: And what that makes me think of then is a lot of people not being safe.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the car was hunking. I had to check it out. <laughs> right. um, yeah, well, it does lead to how, um, especially as a woman, but men too... Um, though maybe even more so the women are not taught to be safe they're not taught how to be safe out in the world because they're supposed to stay under their dad's umbrella until they get married and move under their husband's leadership and authority and protection so a woman like you don't you haven't developed in your teen years that important development stage of um learning to interact with people of the opposite gender. Mm-hmm. So then you get into the world. It's and hard to figure
0: out. Well, it's hard to figure I out. I still haven't figured it out.
1: Well, because you didn't have that time either.
0: <laughs> hey, well, let's talk about your issues right now.
1: <laughs> They're not my issues. They're just, you know, friends' issues. Friends, yeah. Random friends. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> so you get in the world and then you have a guy flirting with you. You're like, attention someone who likes me how I am or but you may not see that it's a red flag person that's what we would teach our kids now Mm -hmm. like they might not see that it's someone who has not good intentions Mm -hmm. or or if something happens to you and you can't tell anyone because you're not sure anyone would believe you or they would turn you into the victim they would blame you for the sexual misconduct that the rape the you know something that happened being touched the wrong way you would get blamed for wearing the wrong clothes or
0: right because we were talking before about how so somebody would be telling their daughter if you wear that then somebody's eyes are going to go up your leg somehow what you do causes that yes lack of boundaries so then if if it leads to something else then the logical extension is well I caused
1: that somehow yes You take the blame on yourself so you don't talk about it and you also basically know that they won't believe you they'll ask you what were you wearing
0: can I just say that's so terrible
1: (sighs) breaks my heart
0: it's just so terrible
1: and if you're not taught even the proper names of your body parts how can you even tell someone what happened yeah in the right way yeah it's a huge failure but then you look at what happened recently with Bill Gothard being accused of sexually, like, I don't know how to say it. But like, several girls came forward, molesting several, many, many girls that came forward, teen girls that their parents sent there in full trust that they would be treated and protected. And those girls didn't know. And they knew that if they came out against Bill Gothard, who was the head authority... Mm-hmm. That they would not be believed. Mm-hmm. And this thing comes out and you're like, well, it's no, not surprising because we weren't taught to be careful. Yeah. We weren't taught, you know, like that example of like, uh, you study good money, so I don't, mm. I don't know, like, um, so you can spot the wrong one. Like we weren't taught to know what evil I don't know, this doesn't make sense. Never mind this.
0: I think no, what you're saying is I think one of the examples with an ATI is you handle the good money a lot. You don't handle counterfeit money. Apparently at banks they train people by only handling good money so that when they handle the counterfeit they know what the counterfeit is. Yeah. And what you're saying is you were never shown good love, good relationships, healthy crushes. Mm-hmm. Even romance scenes in movies, it's fast forward that we don't want to see that we don't want oh, to see yeah. anything look at the
1: ceiling guys
0: about <laughs> a good relationship, and heaven forbid somebody shows marital love in front of you, even so then when you see any sort of love, there's no you don't know what the good is, what yeah. the bad is, yeah, like exactly. that's what you were saying yeah
1: yeah
0: what what this really I was listening to a podcast called True Crime Profiles or something like that. And they were talking about Bill Cosby and how he groomed not just because Bill Cosby was, he would drug people and rape them. Um, but then people felt like they could never come against him because of he was just such a status person. And, then, mm-hmm. and part of his trial was that he was not only sentenced for his crime, but also grooming people because he would groom the families. And he would groom, and they even said that he groomed all of America. Like he created this whole system i'm talking about bill bill cosby here but when i heard that and heard them explaining that and then i look at um bill Gothard. bill Gothard. i feel like it's the same thing it is yeah because he creates this whole system where okay you're raising up all these young women who are innocent who are clueless about their bodies who've been told to obey authority unquestioningly Mm -hmm. who've been told that if if a man does something to you it's your fault who are told if you lose your virginity you're defiled, so don't ever ever tell anybody. Like it just seems like he's creating like he's grooming the perfect victim for yeah. himself. Yeah. He is. It really makes me mad.
1: And but then like who benefits from that? Obviously he did Obviously but he not did. only him.
0: Not only him, because it creates it creates little
1: Yeah, micro little bubbles.
0: Micro bubbles where mm-hmm. the head of the home or the head of the church or the head of whatever has this unquestioning authority. Yeah. And once they're on the pedestal, you can never question yeah. them. Yeah. And I think that's what you're saying about well, the cultishness of it. hmm That it really... When, when somebody's in it and then leaves it, I think they have the right to say, I was in a cult. Yeah. In a way that somebody that's outside might look at it and say, well, come on, it wasn't that bad.
1: Yeah. And it's hard to pinpoint all the reasons why. Yeah. Because it's so sneaky.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: so sneaky, like... I've been out of it for 15 years, mm-hmm. and I still have these little things that will pop up here and there. These thoughts, this voice in my head that's, you know, that like countered stuff out in the world to be, for their beliefs. Like, mm. And like, you still have these things that pop out. And I only joined ATI as a young teen, so I had years as a childhood before that wasn't in it. I can't imagine how much worse it would be for someone who actually goes yeah. up into it all the time. Or second generations, mm-hmm. or third. You know, like it. It there are yeah. second generation people going now since the lawsuit. It's less so. There's it's less, but it's still a it's still a thing. Mm-hmm. It's still going strong.
0: Well, there's still places where there's churches that are, you know. Pretty much everybody in it. Yeah, it's ATI. is ATI. ATI and it's just kind of the center of your whole belief system. Yeah.
1: when when that's all you know. Mm-hmm. How can you think differently? Like it—that's all you know. You—you've never been out in the world because the world is evil. Mm-hmm. You've never read secular books because biographies are so much better. You've never listened to secular music because it's all about hymns and classical music. Mm-hmm. Um, like you have no exposure to the bigger world. So mm-hmm. how, like, how are some of these girls and boys supposed to grow up? Mm-hmm. They don't grow up they just become these tame like (laughs) just seems like you're taught never to question Mm -hmm. you can't ask questions
0: and it's and you mentioned this at the beginning that like there's just this flooding technique at the basic seminar your first introduction and then the advanced seminar skipping the medium but anyways and but also Like you're reading four chapters a day of the Bible, five chapters, four Psalms and one proverb, and then you're reading wisdom literature, and then you're doing a bunch of homeschool. Like it just seems like mentally you can't keep up. Like it sounds like what they would do to prisoners of war in Vietnam, like just cram, like just so much information all the time that it overwhelms your mind to the point where it's, it's like enable, in order to have a critical ability to be like, okay, I understand what you're saying. Now, give me a second and I'm going to think about it and answer you. Yeah. Like like you need bite-sized bits of information to have that. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I keep talking for another 5 minutes, you're not going to be able to answer me, right? Yeah. I'm I'm getting to that point, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but it just seems like it's overwhelming, right? Like yeah. it seems that's another aspect of this this cultish thing. It it seems like it's brainwashing. Yeah. It's flooding and then you have this extreme inside outside like and this fear of like well you can't get into the world because yes, you're led astray you get demons you'll those people are all going to hell only us have the truth yeah and if people leave they're shunned and excluded and they're you know well they're they don't see, they don't know the light like we do yeah and no outside thoughts are allowed in yeah. To, uh, and that allow us to have that critical back and forth. Oh, this is an interesting thought, but can't, yeah. can't wait it with that.
1: It's like a typical day or typical week with ATI. You, know? you have to ha- get up early because the be- early morning is best time to have your personal devotion. And then you have family devotions before breakfast. And then we'd have breakfast. And then we would have our whole morning reading the wisdom booklet and all stuff surrounding that. And then in the afternoon we do projects based on that. And then. Um, at supper time we'd read some bible there would be evening devotional like you're, you really are submerging it and then there, there can be a um, bible study at church and then on Wednesday night and then there's Sunday morning and like it, you're so submerging it that you're right Like it becomes your entire world
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's everything you think about it becomes your entire world
0: So would there be any sort of a creative thought or creative venue that would have been encouraged?
1: Well, playing instruments. Playing instruments. Lots of music. Yes. Um,
0: But only hymns.
1: For sure, yeah. Like there's no experimental rock music. (laughs) (laughs) That has the beat of the devil, and if you play it backwards, you will hear this chanting to the devil, inviting him into your home. I might be exaggerating a little bit, but it's basically the idea that you're taught.
0: (laughs) Uh Okay. It's actually really hard to play music backwards.
1: Oh, they've... Well, that's probably why they tell you that, because then you can't ever check their words.
0: (laughs) I think that's from the days of record players. And it just kind of stayed with us. Yeah. I've heard that, too, in other in other circles.
1: Well, that's the thing with ATI, though. Like, I think some of those teachings have... It was such a huge worldwide, but especially North American, organization. And it influenced the church culture so much mm-hmm. that it just slid into all... Like, it leaked into Christian fundamentalism, Christianity, everywhere. Like, it, so there's all these things these men rules that ATI or Bill Gothard and his organization made that are part of a bunch of churches, but they don't necessarily know where it came from.
0: And it's probably true the other way too, that there were a lot of fundamentalist extreme ideas out there. Like, I mean, like kind of extreme views on end times theories. I don't think Bill Gothard came up with that, but it kind of yeah. seems like that was absorbed. It was in the Yeah, for sure. And, this idea that you'll get demons from toys and cartoons, like... You better
1: burn all your Barbies.
0: Yeah, I mean, I grew up with that, some of that too. And like, I'm not sure that it was from Bill Gothard, but it no. it was, you know, part of all that. It, it kind of feels like, like I've thought already that ATI is kind of like a cancer in the sense that it grows in the church, which generally is a healthy body but it like uses the tissue from the church. And it's hard to know where ATI starts and where the church starts. Like it's, it's, and that's why it's so insidious because there are people that just read a few books and they're like, and they can, they don't accept everything. And it's like, oh, okay, well, it's a little bit extreme, but maybe it's not the end of the world.
1: Yeah.
0: And then they're like, it's not a cult. What are you talking about? But then when somebody like goes all in with their family and they're like, doing the whole thing and they're accepted in the organization, that's when it really becomes like this is a really strange
1: thing, yeah. you know? And then as a, a teenager stepping out of it, young adult, it feels like there's so much men's rules added to the ba- basic principles <laughs> Bible that like, how do you even, how do you not throw the baby out with the bathwater? Like, you see people you that... A,
0: you use a, a strange... <laughs>
1: you see people coming out of it like young people a lot of my friends Mm. from there like we just turn the whole back on christianity because how do you dice this decipher Mm -hmm. um the good from the bad yeah when it's so sneaky when you just twist things like everything has truth some biblical truth in it Mm -hmm. but is is twisted yeah um and so I was told at that time when I was really struggling, like, okay, I can't get rid of all my ATI stuff because there's some truths in here. And the, this mentor said, whatever is true in those material will be elsewhere in the Christian church. Mm-hmm. And I thought that gives me a lot of freedom. So I got rid of all of my ATI books, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's was like, I will find the truth elsewhere, not through ATI, somewhere where it's balanced and not twisted. Um, yeah.
0: But the messages still come back.
1: The messages still come back. Yeah. I mean, it comes when you're trying to decide when to start your family because birth control is seen as bad. It comes when you're trying to think about if you should stop having kids because birth control is bad and you're supposed to have all the kids in the world to raise them for Jesus. It comes in what church you might go to. It comes in how I should act as a wife. It comes in whether I should get a job outside the home. It comes in... What kind of debt we might get into? Um, like it's in everything. It's mm-hmm. we were taught on how to buy a house from their their perspective. Like I can't even get into all the details because it's in every little area of life. Mm-hmm. Every little area of life is affected.
0: And when so much of the Bible, especially using the Sermon on the Mount, but all and then the Psalms, but all of it just cramming it and and using it all with their interpretation and again you said that they're going a million miles a minute and they're pulling it out of context and they're pushing their view but still as you open the bible like how does that feel for you can you just be like all right holy spirit tell me some a word for today or do you feel like like how does that feel
1: well i know for me when i left when um when I basically started pull, like leaving ATI, pulling away from it, seeing there were some issues with it, I couldn't even open the Bible. I couldn't even see you reading the Bible without it being mm-hmm. extremely triggering. Um, you read it, and all you see is how you should be viewing it, because mm-hmm. we've gone through the whole Bible. Like, So how do you see it from well, fresh they, eyes?
0: They trained you to read the Bible with an agenda yes. of seeing ATI principles. Yeah.
1: And how everything you come out from a, a a bias, like you're trying to, everything you see is um, to support their ideas.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, the Bible has different ways of being interpreted, but they only taught us one way to interpret
0: mm-hmm. it. And I I'm, I've been thinking since you started talking about the Sermon on the Mount, because like why why the Sermon on the Mount? But you know, that's I think. Like that's Jesus talking about character and how we should behave. And it is talking a lot about being submissive, being meek, you know, being humble. And I think that that is supposed to be paired with also, you know, make courageous decisions, also pursue God wholeheartedly. But if you only take that message out of the Bible... It seems like it creates, especially for women, it's like, well, this is how you need to be is be submissive and be weak and don't ever assert yourself. Yeah. You think that's accurate?
1: Yeah, I think so. Because when you mentioned
0: like, you can pick people out, like the jean skirts and, and stuff, I feel like I can pick people out because like I just notice people that are not assertive. Yeah. I feel like ATI creates people that haven't learned to just be assertive
1: even men
0: even men yeah i was gonna say like and it's it can be really surprising to see a man that's all grown up but he just he he carries himself like he's not assertive yeah he's still a child still kind of submitted to his dad yeah well there's tons more we could say is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up?
1: well i think we need a part two
0: we need a part two (laughs) all right we got You want to make a little cameo entrance there, uh, Enoch? You got something to say to our friends? Say hi. Say hi.
1: The toddler's awake, so we're wrapping up for today.
0: All right. (laughs) He's got nothing cute to say for you. Uh, This has been Josiah Meyer for the Seeking Health podcast. Just want to remind you that it would be great to leave a review and some stars on iTunes um, podcast store and subscribe to get more great content from Seeking Health with Josiah Meyer. Have a good day. Bye.